2: The North Texas stories you need to know. This is the All Local from News Radio 1080, KRLD.
0: A heartbreaking discovery in the search for a missing girl. Trash pickup changes in Dallas, and the grandmother of Juneteenth gets her home back. With the All Local, I'm Heather Behrens. A man is behind bars this morning in East Texas after the body of a missing child is found. KRLD's Kurt Lewis has more. This unsettling case now turns to a prosecution with the discovery of 11-year-old Audrey
2: Cunningham's body in the Trinity River about an hour northeast of Houston. On an unrelated matter, the Polk County Sheriff's Office is now holding a friend of Audrey's father. They
1: are in the process of preparing the appropriate arrest warrants for Don Stephen McDougall. At this time, we believe the appropriate arrest warrant is going to be for
2: capital murder in the death of Audrey Cunningham. Polk County District Attorney Shelley Sitton goes on to say her office, along with the sheriff's office, will do what is right for Audrey to bring justice to the community. McDougal has a long rap sheet. He's a friend of Audrey's father who permitted McDougal to live in a trailer behind the family's lakeside home. From the 24-Hour News Center, Kurt Lewis, News Radio 1080, KRLD.
0: In Mesquite, police are talking to friends and family of the 16-year-old who brought a gun to Pioneer Technology and Arts Academy Monday morning. The teen was wounded when police opened fire, trying to get him to drop the gun. Nobody else was hurt. The teen is facing a felony weapons charge. Investigators say more charges are pending. The charter school remains open today with added security. And Uvalde, meanwhile, a student and his parents are facing punishment after he brought a gun to campus earlier this month. On February 1st, a student at Morales Junior High School allegedly took a gun without his parents' permission and brought it to campus. During a school board meeting last night, Superintendent Ashley Cholas made this announcement.
2: And I want to be clear that UCISD will take full advantage of our administrative and legal rights to hold accountable individuals who create dangerous situations for our students and staff.
0: Chola said Uvalde CISD police would file charges against the parents of that student and students who saw the weapon but did not report it were also disciplined. They are being expelled for the rest of this year and suspended for part of the next apologize for not saying something sooner and more publicly about this incident. From the twenty four hour news center, I'm Eric Lycom, News Radio ten eighty, KRLD. Illegal gaming rooms in Dallas are a haven for criminal activity and they're now being targeted by the police chief. Here's KRLD's Austin, York. Dallas Police Chief Eddie Garcia says they have arrested a second man and an officer involved shooting last week in an illegal gaming room off Wheatland Road. Garcia says 23-year-old Reginald Curry shot at his officers 11 times before they returned fire and shot him in the leg. He's recovering in the hospital. Now police have arrested 33-year-old Horace Williams for three counts of unlawful restraint and possession of a firearm by a felon. Garcia says these gaming rooms are dangerous. As these places come
1: up on our radar, we do our best to shut them down. But again, it really just lends light to the victimology where people are doing illegal things and putting themselves in harm's way
0: Uh, And the criminal element is simply preying on that. Three guns were recovered from the scene. From the 24-Hour News Center, Austin York News Radio 1080, KRLD. Dallas city leaders are talking trash, specifically changes in the way some trash is picked up. The sanitation department is recommending homes that still have their trash collected in back alleys switch to having the trash picked up in front of the house. Some of the city's newer trash pickup trucks can't fit in small alleyways. Sanitation director Cliff Gillespie says the alleyway pickup is expensive.
1: Those that opt to pay more to continue that service are still looking at more trucks on the road, more fuel, more staff.
0: The city council has rejected this same proposal in the past, but several members now say they are considering it. Fort Worth led the country in population growth last year, and now developers are working with the city to make sure there's room for everyone. Here's KR Alan Skaya.
1: The developer of Walsh Ranch has been building homes on 3,500 acres of ranch land outside Loop 820 in West Fort Worth. Walsh Company's chief executive, Ryan Diggerson, says they're now adding 1,500 acres of mixed-use space and 2,500 acres of industrial. We've really focused on horizontal development the last couple years in terms of delivering south of 20 economic development opportunities. He says that's some of the last space in Fort Worth that has not been developed yet and it's an easy commute to the joint reserve base or Lockheed. More than 19,000 people moved to Fort Worth last year alone and Fort Worth economic development chief executive Robert Allen says they need to build for that growth while maintaining the city's character. My team and I have said no
2: a lot to some projects Because it is such a unique place, you've got to be thoughtful about making sure what you bring here and what you want to put into Fort Worth will be there long after I'm gone.
1: He says Texas is attracting businesses and people, but thoughtful growth will keep them here long term. In Fort Worth, Alan News Radio 1080, KRLD.
0: Dr. Opal Lee, the grandmother of Juneteenth, is making plans to move. She's headed to a new home on land her family owned decades ago. KRLD's Andrew Greenstein has the story.
2: Back in 1939, then-12-year-old Opal Lee moved into a home on East Annie Street in Fort Worth's historic Southside neighborhood. Just four days later, an angry mob burned their house to the ground. Years later, the grandmother of Juneteenth went on a mission to find out who owns that plot of land. Her granddaughter, Dion Sims, tells me she found out that it was owned by Trinity Habitat for Humanity, whose board she sat on for many years, and she reached out to its CEO.
0: She went and called Gage Yeager, said, Hey, Gage, I hear you own that land at Annie Street, and I'd like to buy it from you. And he said, No. He says, Miss Opal, we're going to give you that
2: land. Now, for legal purposes, Habitat ended up selling Opal the land for just 10 bucks. And to take things even further, they're working with grapevine-based history maker homes to build a brand new house for her on that land. The groundbreaking was last October on her 97th birthday, and the first wall will be going up next month. From the 24-Hour News Center. Andrew Greenstein, News Radio 1080,
0: KRLD. A major facelift for a major landmark in Wise County. The iconic county courthouse in downtown Decatur is undergoing a complete restoration. Decatur City Manager Nate Mara says the total investment is north of $13 million.
1: From a city standpoint, that's a major investment in downtown Decatur from an economic perspective and also a historical tourism driver.
0: The restoration will return the courthouse to the way it looked when it first opened 128 years ago while adding modern technology to suit the needs of today. With the All Local, I'm Heather Behrens.